Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out. What do you got? All right. So, Cappy, listen up. I know you're not here because you want to learn how to dance better. According to you, you know how to dance. But, huh? Anyways, Latin Dance is saying that, I mean, sorry, there is a study that is saying that if you learn, like, merengue, any type of Latin dance that has a lot of steps, it can actually improve your uh, memory. Yeah. So they were saying there was a study done with 300 Spanish speakers over four years at 12 different Chicago cities that found, and this was over an eight-month span, that they found that people actually... Um, did better after the eight months in their working memory. So because of the steps, you know, you, like, I feel like some don't have a lot, but like merengue, salsa, have a lot of like little repetitive steps. Mm-hmm. So after going through all these classes, they would go twice a week. They found that their memory improved. I believe it. I mean, listen, dancing takes actual, you have to learn to dance. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, well, some people have it naturally, of course. But, like me. Uh, yeah, you know, you know like some of us Latino people, you know, it just comes naturally. But, uh, <laughs> you know, some people. And I can jump high. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, but, you know, for others, it takes a little work. But I do totally get, like, the, of course, co- anything that's coordination yeah. makes mm-hmm. you, ha- it helps you learn. I don't think there's no, no doubt. doubt. I took one of those uh, dance classes, jazzercise things. Yeah. At the end of a class, we did an entire routine. Based strictly off, me- <laughs> yeah, really? Bad. I off, believe. Wait, off- do you still know it? Absolutely not. Yeah. But, then, but then, I mean, you had to rehearse. You know, it was it was cool. But yeah, it's it's memory. Yeah. It helps you think. There it is. So get some dance classes, people. It's Friday anyway. So go dance somewhere. Mm-hmm. There you go. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. All right. So Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA reporter, insider, friend of the program, going to join me here now. Uh, so, look, we're obviously fresh off the finals. Tim has been covering the Eastern Conference pretty much the entire season, particularly that Northeast Quadrant, and has been around the Celtics for a long, long time throughout this postseason. So, Tim, I'll start here. They are up 2-1. What the hell happened from that point on? They got completely discombobulated, George, by the Golden State Warriors' defense. And that, that really is where the series was won and lost. You look at the way this thing played out, and, you know, everybody's talking about Steph, and I understand why, right? He was incredible in the series. But Golden State was only scoring right around 100, 105 points a game every game, right? They basically had the same points every single game of the series. The difference was when Boston struggled, they struggled on offense. And Golden State did a tremendous job of mixing up coverages, throwing different looks at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and the rest of the Celtics. They got them completely out of rhythm and out of whack. And as a result, they just felt like they were playing uphill the whole series, and they were throwing the ball over the yard, and the Warriors are getting out and running, getting easy baskets as a result, and that is ultimately why the series was won. It was won by the Golden State Warriors' defense, and that really, if you go back through their playoff history, George, and, and you know this, haven't covered the league for so long, they have won because of their defense. Every time they've been in a tough spot, back when they played Memphis in 2015, when they had to dig deep uh, – those series of KD in 2018. You know, you go back all those different moments in OKC uh, in 2016. Um, yes, they had these individual incandescent performances from Clay and Steph and Draymond, like they always have, but they've always relied on that defense to carry them forward. And that was certainly, to me, what the difference was over the final three games, in particular, of this series. You you did cover those Warrior teams back then too, so I do have a question about them in a second. But let me finish up on okay. Boston here real quick. There was a lot of chatter as this series progressed, like, hey, is Jason Tatum the best player on this Celtics team, or should we be considering Jalen Brown? And I know that they don't want to be pitted against each other, but as someone who's been around them now, like, what do you see when you see the differences between those two? I mean, look, I I think, to me, I mean, some of these things are a little reductive, right? I mean, Jason Tatum is a more talented overall player, I think. He's a better ball handler. He's a better distributor. Um, he's, he's a better overall player than Jalen Brown. But when Jalen Brown is going well, he is really damn good. And I think the two of them have gotten to a good place where they 
really like each other. They like playing together, and they coexist really well together. And I think you look at the way their relationship has evolved over time. Um, you know, those guys, I think, really want to make this work. And they've talked about that a lot, that the two of them want to make this work together. And, look, I, I think the Celtics are going to be back. they got a young a young team with all these guys under contract for years going forward. I think there's a ton of reasons to be optimistic if you're a Celtics fan. But at the same time, this series was there to be won. And for all that the, uh, for all that the, the Warriors did to win this series, and I certainly think they won it, if you're a member of the Celtics this weekend and you're sitting at home thinking about what happened, there's a lot of things that the Celtics are going to regret about the way they played this series. And, you know, very easily, if they'd done some things differently, it could have gone a different way. Tim Bontemps, ESPN reporter, insider with us here. So, look, I, I mean, I'm with you. I think they're going to be there. The top of the East is going to be a bloodbath, at least for the foreseeable future. But they're going to mm-hmm. be in that mix. I don't think there's any doubt. Now, flipping to the Warriors real quick, because you were there um, when KD was there, if I recall correctly. So, um, what... How much sweeter is this one for them? Like, I know they haven't actually said that. And Steph, to his credit, actually credited uh, KD when he was talking to Scott Van Pelt last night. But you, you've been around these guys. Like, there had to be a sense of this one was sweeter without KD, right? I mean, look, uh, there's, there's a couple things to say here, right? The first thing is I, I don't really think that we should be trying to denigrate the championships those guys won. I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but uh, there's sort of been a theme of that already today. Like, oh, you know, those KD championships don't mean as much. But yeah, no, that's that silly. Cavs that's team, stupid. I'm right. with you. That yes. Cavs team in 2017 was incredible. Yeah. And in 2018, they went seven games with the Rockets. Now, I think they right. were on cruise control, and I think that was, to me, that was the greatest collection of talent, particularly in 2017, that we've ever seen. And that was just an unbelievable team. But to me, the thing that made this championship clearly mean more to these guys, I don't think it's about George not having Kevin there or him not being around for it. I think it's just because of everything they went through over the past three years to get back here again, yeah. right? And like you said, I was in, I, I moved out to San Francisco and Katie signed there. I was around that team for two years before I came to ESPN on a daily basis. And those guys obviously went to five finals. They, they got to the mountaintop three times. They, they knew everything about winning and winning at the highest level, right? And then all that got taken away. Clay missed two entire years with injury. Steph missed an entire year with injury. Draymond has been in and out of the lineup. This, earlier this year, we didn't know what was going to happen with Draymond's uh, nerve issue with his back, right? There was a half the season he wasn't there, and we didn't know what he was going to be able to do. And so for everything, even Steve Kerr with his back stuff in the past, like all these guys have been through so much stuff during this run. And it was interesting being around those guys at the start of the series, talking to Bob Myers, talking to people behind the scenes. There was a real appreciation for being back in the finals again, right? It was like after everything we've been through the last two years, it's just great to be here. And it's great to be back in this moment again and to have another opportunity to win again. And I think that was what you saw from all those guys last night. You saw the emotion of being able to get back there again after everything they've been through. And I think for Steph in particular, for all the talk about him, you know, not being uh, worthy of being finals MVP in the past. And, you know, is it part of his, is, you know, is it a failed part of his legacy? He hasn't won that award before. And, you know, all the doubters about him, uh, whether he could lead a team again to a title, all that kind of stuff. I think when you saw him hugging his dad at the end of the game and the emotion that was coming out of him as a result of that, I think it's all that stuff, the culmination of all that stuff and all those, pain and heartbreak and things they had to endure over the past several years to get them back to that moment. I think that's why it meant so much to them and why it all played out the way it did. Yeah, for sure. And look, I mean, I did the West series with them and, you know, clay on, you know, I, I did the yeah. interview for sports center. I mean, he was crying basically on air with me and, and, you know, Steph talked about the patience they had to have. So I, I'm with you on all that. I, I am just curious about the Kevin stuff because look, everybody loves the drama, but either way, um, let me ask you this, because this is something I brought up earlier in the show, which is that, you know, Steph and LeBron, you know, everyone's talking about where they rank in history and everybody's always trying to rank people or whatever. But here there's one significant difference, I think, between Steph and LeBron. And it's something I just alluded to. LeBron is amazing. He's arguably the greatest player of all time. He's in that top two or three or four, wherever you want to put him, whatever. But I think his biggest flaw is lack of patience. Whereas with Steph, for better or worse, 
he's kind of sat through this and talked about having to have patience to sit through what transpired the last couple of years. And to me, that's kind of the difference between the two and how they got here and what could potentially happen moving forward, where I feel like I'm not saying LeBron, I'm never going to say LeBron's window is closed, but I'll tell you this. I feel like Steph windows is more open. Would you agree or disagree? Well, George, I can't believe you would argue that the team that just won the NBA championship has a larger window than the team that just missed the playoffs and missed the play-in tournament. I can't imagine why you would make that argument. I mean, listen, yeah, obviously, look, I mean, you know, LeBron, like you said, LeBron has had an unbelievable career, but certainly he made the move to Los Angeles for reasons outside of playing just basketball games, right? I mean, that's why he went to a team that wasn't ready to win at the time and certainly is not ready to win now. And to your point, this Warriors team still is on an upward trajectory. Like, Steph has just, you know, just had the greatest game I've ever seen him play in game four of this series at 34. He, he With his shooting ability, he's going to be able to be really good into his late 30s, health permitting. Um, you know, Clay will probably be better next year. Draymond is still an elite defensive player when it matters. Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, James Wiseman, all young guys that could get better. Um, Andrew Wiggins really came into his own in this series and in these playoffs. He's taken big steps forward. They've got money to spend to go get guys. Like they, they have the chance to be a real factor for a long time. And I think yeah. to your point about patience, you know, look, it also means more, I think, that Steph has just done it all with one team. And that's not to denigrate LeBron for going to other places. But when Steph just has a connection with the Warriors and with the fans there, that guys who play their whole career on one team just do it's just different right whether it's Dirk or Kobe or Tim Duncan or any of these guys who if you spend your whole career in one place and go through all the ups and downs of everything that's happened there and your fans kind of see you rise and fall and you know Steph dealt with the ankle injuries early in his career then they had the huge highs they had the lows the last couple years now they're back up again I think when you're in a situation like that it just you're able to kind of see the whole picture in the moment right you can look from start to finish and see it all as it plays out and I think it does add a little gravitas to it. And I think like LeBron going back to Cleveland and winning that title in 2016 meant more to go back to your question about Kevin. I think for everything the Warriors went through and everything that was said about them in the wake of Kevin leaving and everything that went on, I think it was clear that championship yesterday that they won, it means more for different reasons. You know, it's a, it, it really does resonate with them in a way that the other ones they've won have not. Last one for you, Tim Bontemps with us here. Does a phenomenal job covering the NBA for us here at ESPN. Uh, Darvin Ham, I like the hire. Um, I, I know, you, you, you know you've covered the East for a while now. You, you've probably you know, crossed yep. paths with him and talked to people about him. Um, I'm curious yep. to get your thoughts on him briefly. But I also feel like because of the situation that they find themselves in that we just discussed a moment ago, um, the Lakers, that is, I feel like the bullseye is on Rob Palinka in a way that it hasn't been to this point. So, A, what do you feel about – how do you feel about Ham – and how do you feel about the – do you agree with me that the bullseye is on Palinka now in a way it hasn't been previously? Well, I'll start with the first part because it's simple. I think Darwin Ham is great. I've, I liked every interaction I've ever had with him. He has respect of every player he's been around. I think he's got the chance to come in that room with a different voice. And, look, I, I thought it was interesting. He basically came right out and said from the beginning, I'm going to talk to Russell Westbrook about sacrifice, right? He has the ability to walk in and say, here's what I need you to do. And if he doesn't listen, now that Russell had an expiring deal – Maybe they just send them home, right? I mean, we'll see what happens there. And I, I do – Darvin does remind me a little bit of Ime Odoka in terms of his approach yep. and his sort of his gravitas, two guys that were grinder players, you know, role players on championship-level teams mm-hmm. and have grinded it out as coaches, won, won, won NBA championships as assistant coaches, I, I, similar temperaments and that they don't yell and scream publicly, but they get their point across. Um, I, I think Darvin's got a chance to be a really good coach. I thought it was a really good hire. Uh, as for your question about the Lakers and Rob in general, look, it's hard to know exactly in Lakerland where things sit at every at any given time, given there's a lot of long-term deep ties here. Um, and certainly that's the case with Rob and Jeannie and everybody else involved there. But when the Lakers – coming off last season, when the Lakers missed the playoffs, you've got the potential of LeBron signing this contract extension this summer, looming over the team, right? If LeBron doesn't sign and you go into the season and there's sort of a wondering about what's going to happen next, and you don't have a situation where um, the Lakers do use picks to move off Russell Westbrook, say, to try to bring in some players to help, and this team is kind of floundering, and, you know, they're probably, to me, at at best, a play-in tournament team again this season. Um, You know, then all of a sudden you're looking at a situation where there is going to be a lot of heat, I think, in a lot of directions. And 
it will be very, very interesting to see where that heat is dispersed. And, you know, to your point, you go back to the start of last season, you know, as my as our buddy Brian Winhurst wrote in his uh, annotated story on the Lakers, you know, Rob said to the team uh, that that was, you know, arguably, I think it was arguably the greatest collection of talent the, the league had seen, right? And that team didn't make the playing tournament. So I think it's safe to say that given how spectacularly the Westbrook experiment has flopped, whether it was his choice or not, it's on his watch. And now that they've fired Frank Vogel and hired Darvin Ham, people are going to be looking somewhere else if the Lakers continue to struggle. He's Tim Bontemps, does a phenomenal job covering the NBA for us as one of our ESPN NBA insiders and reporters. Brother, you're the best. Thank you so much. Enjoy the offseason, and I'll see you at Summer League. I mean, George, the offseason has not uh, begun yet. The offseason begins after Summer League, so yeah. I got plenty of work to do between now and then. But, okay, well, uh, all, right, well <laughs> all right, fine. I was going to give you a couple weeks off here, I mean, for the love of God, but okay. A couple weeks. We got, we, got, we got the draft on Thursday and free agency yeah. the week after that, man. Come okay. on. I didn't know, you, know you were going to be knee-deep in draft talk this uh, the next week or two, so right, that's well, fine. You know how I, this I, goes, buddy. We get to mid-July. Mid-July. All right. That's All right. Well, then, then you know what? I'm going to bug you again a couple times before mid-July then. Please how about that? Do. All right. Anytime, buddy. Please do. You're the best. Thank you, buddy. There he is. Tim Bontemps joining us here on Sedano Cap here on 710 ESPN. All right. A lot to uh, discuss there. We'll do that on the other side. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Come on, DeMarco. You forever. Nah. Nothing against, nothing, nothing. I mean, I think I know their music, but when, I was more new edition back in the right. day. Right. When were you at, at Washington? Yeah, I was... When was that, UW? Yeah. 89 to 93. Okay, so this is then. This is 89. Yeah, yeah. but I was more, you know. No, no, new edition. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Any heartbreak. Yeah. You know? But I'm sure and some of the other uh, ladies on campus were into uh, new, edi- uh, new new kids on the you block. You know what? I don't think yeah. I've ever dated a girl that loved NKOTB. Really? Yeah. I don't think, yeah. They I just did them. a show. Didn't they just do a show at Crypto.com? Yeah, we were all supposed to go to we it. We were supposed to go, but I was also covering the NBA okay. So there was that. For some reason, I skipped right over to the Backstreet Boys. Oh, that, oh I mean, really? There was a yeah. quite a gap. Definitely in sync. Yeah. Like yeah, definitely. I was way That's more Timberlake. Team NSYNC. Yeah. 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 yeah, Timberlake is in sync. I never dated a girl that loved new kids. See, that was like my high school, like like young high school, like freshman sophomore year of high school, like NKOTB. Yeah, they were like super popular. Yeah, I was like when, in elementary school. When were you a freshman in high them? school? Uh, ninety one, ninety two. Okay, yeah. yeah. If I would have played new kids at my high school. It wouldn't have gone over well, yeah, very sure. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I bet. Yeah, uh, but anyway, they uh, they were definitely they were huge, man. It was. I mean, listen, good for all those bands, by the way, because they're touring. Who were they touring with? New Kids on the Block. They're with Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper. Yeah, uh, Rick, Rick Astley. Astley. Rick Astley. Never gonna sing. And then Vogue. Oh, that's pretty good. And who? Can, Can you Vogue. do that again? Never gonna say goodbye. That, that's good. That a good that's one. a very good limited song. Limited fake Rick Astley over there. I love that song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then who was the other? Was it Invoke? Yeah, Invoke. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. I go see, I I go see, see the show for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Invoke no is doubt. good. On Can I tell you a funny Invoke story? Yeah, I walked right into a wall. I did a, this big glass wall at this place. Oh my god, was it called BB? This uh, department store. Or one of those, oh, yeah, yeah. one of those boutique stores. Uh, my girlfriend at the time was working in that store, and she said, "In Vogue is here, shopping for their concert." So of course we came down, big buzz, and I was so enthralled. Head turned, walked straight into a glass wall, and shook the entire building. You want to talk about embarrassing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. That was my only shot, and I blew it. I almost knocked a hole in the wall. Became That's the juggernaut. Too funny, man. Oh, good Lord. But that that is some stuff right there because everybody has that moment in their life where they're like, ooh, yeah. wish I had that one back. You got one? Come on. I just, I mean, I just, I just gave you one. Give me one. Don't I, let me hang in. I, I mean, oh, well, I, there was – so I wasn't the one driving, but my buddy and I um, were in the car. He was driving. 
and there was a girl walking by. And we were just like, this was like in the school parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And we're like driving. We're both like, damn. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he wasn't paying attention. Now, he wasn't like hauling ass. He just like off, foot, hand, foot off the brake. And just like bumped into the next car, and everyone's like, "Oh no, what the hell just happened?" Oh, and I was, was just like, it. "Oh damn, man, everybody's gonna look at us now." I hope it was worth it. It Has was. Anybody in the room ever caused an accident? Anybody? Anybody? I no. mean, everybody's caused an accident at some point. <laughs> like or another. a car accident? Yeah, I was like, "What type of accident are we talking about?" There's a lot of type of accidents that happen, you know. The same. Yeah. Uh, hey, so real quick, thanks to Tim Bontemps for joining us there. So I, I thought it was interesting. He's Good he, interview. He, yeah. he's in on the Darvin Ham hire, which. Look, I think everyone is. And, you know, you heard uh, you and Tracy were talking about it earlier. Like yeah. him and Emeo Doka have a lot in common. OK. Um, and, you know, both and, and Tim mentioned it both kind of role players, grinders, but had tons of respect in the locker room when they played and, you know, went through the assistant route for several years. So that part, I don't think anyone is not telling the Lakers, hey, great job on that hire, because he's a guy that's been on people's radars as a head coach for years. But the interesting part is this, and we've been talking about this for a while since they let go of Frank Vogel, which is, okay, now the pressure's really on Rob Palinka, the general manager, because you're in a situation where you're counting on Darvin Ham to fix the schematics, but let's just say there's still a ceiling to that, right? Yeah, yeah. For some reason or another. And they can't get the job done, which, look, here, job done is winning a championship. Right. Then, if you can't fill the roster with the right guys, who are you looking at? You've got to be looking at the general manager. The bullseye's got to be on him, unfortunately, the, the, in that the, spot. The, the last piece on the chessboard, right? You're yeah. all coming after him. Uh, 100% agree. Um, Darvin Ham, I can't wait. But you, if you, if they offered you, to, you the job, or anybody, anybody in this room the job, you know what the job is. Yeah. Do you know what the job is with the Lakers? You got to make Russell Westbrook work. Right. Yeah. So that's all we're talking about. Right. I, I hope that's the case. Um, we even asked Tracy McGrady that. I mean, what is the the perfect situation with LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook? How does that work? No one says with the three of them on the floor at the same time starting the game. Right. It's always Russ Westbrook comes off the bench. Is that possible? If that doesn't happen, if he refuses that, does that? Cut the legs out out of Darvin Ham. No, not completely. But it could. It just has to be some of the stuff that. Look, he talked about. I'm gonna need him to be the screener. I'm gonna need him to be the roller. I'm gonna need him. We're gonna have to do creative stuff to create See, space. With but you them. never mentioned bench. Right. See, <laughs> he didn't. Right, right. He didn't. I don't think that's on the table. But okay. I think Tracy's right, and it's something I said last year. I'm like, if Russ really wanted to sacrifice, because he talked about sacrifice, he did some interview. I don't remember who it was with. He did it with some writer last year, Russ. And it was like, yeah, I'm here to sacrifice, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, look, bro, if you're really going to sacrifice, you're probably better off coming off the bench in this scenario. True. Because the spacing with them on the floor isn't great. If he figures this out, he's coach of the year. Yeah. Oh, right? I agree. Yeah, if he figures out how to keep all three of these guys, number one, healthy, yeah. and playing at the same time 100%. without Westbrook coming off the bench, yeah. he's coach of the year. Yeah. Easily. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm with you. Look, I think the Lakers, you know, if you look at them right now, despite all the stuff that's happened, okay, they're tied for sixth as far as, uh, you know, title favorites. It's the Warriors one, Celtics two, Nets three, Clippers four, uh, Bucks five, Lakers and Heat tied for sixth. That's amazing. That's a, just because of what? LeBron. LeBron and AD. AD sort yeah, of, I guess, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't I hear Stephen A say something about that, about... He would take a, a healthy AD over uh, Luca. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, how close is that to reality? Well, here, here's the thing. I think it, availability matters. Oh, yeah, it's the best ability there is. Right. But he, here's what I would say. I think Luca is going to be a generational talent. And by generational what, talent, he's not now. Well, he is already to oh. some extent, but he's still young. Like, okay. you know, I mean, like, you know, what if he doesn't, you know, gets hurt, right? And yeah, yeah. a okay. career ending injury, you right. know, then he never fulfills the potential. But, you know, he's now year four, right? Yeah. Rookie season didn't make the playoffs. Bounced in the first round of seven game series against Clippers. Bounced again seven seven game series against the Clippers. But like that not counts because, against you. Not yeah. because of him. Right. Right. Like but that does count against you. And then he gets to the conference finals. Right. That's a big step. Right. Okay. And there's not a lot around him, in my opinion. But you would take AD over him. No. 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 Okay. If you told me, but not right, by a long if, shot. If, no. No. Not by a long shot. Okay. But if you told me right now, 
you could have Luca or AD to start your team. Yeah. There's no question I'm taking Luca 10 out of 10 times. I wouldn't mind picking second either way. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But here's the way I look at it because JJ Redick was the guy on with Stephen A that day. And he's like, like, because he was saying, J- Stephen A was saying, I'd take him over Luca. I'd take him over Jason Tatum. I'd take him over Jimmy Butler. And JJ was like, you're taking a Robin in this case over a bunch of Batman. Wow. And he's like, I'm not willing to do that. And I get it. Now, Jason Tatum, I, two days ago I said Have we yes. found him yet? Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm checking milk cartons. But by the way, yeah. the same stuff that people are accusing of Jason Tatum, people have said about Anthony Davis but just recently. You better get Sam Gerrard after Jason Tatum. But, you know, the guy that chased but, down the fugitive, that one. Right. Because he disappeared. But the other two that Stephen A. mentioned? Yeah, yeah. Luke and Jimmy Butler. Now, Jimmy Butler's older now. Jimmy Butler's 31 years old. That's a different story. But yeah. nobody's saying Jimmy Butler isn't, like, giving it his all. Like, Jimmy Butler... Prior to getting bounced, and prior to getting hurt in that conference finals, yeah, yeah, was putting up numbers that only Michael Jordan had had in the playoffs, right? So even though, and he doesn't shoot threes, which yeah. is a rarity in this sport at this day and age. So, but Anthony Davis, to me, I he is Richard Jefferson nailed it one day on television on ESPN. He said Anthony Davis is a top five talent. He's not a top five player. Okay, that sucks. Skill set is yeah, there. Yeah. But the accomplishment is not. I, I remember you brought up college. Uh, my freshman year, I was lazy, and the defensive coordinator, scary guy, little Irish guy, yeah. looked me right in the eye and said, "What do you th- potential is a French word for haven't done anything yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's the worst word in, English, in the English language. Well, same with this. I mean, potentially AD could be that guy, but has he been? He 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 was a big reason they won a championship, the one, the, yeah. the one championship, but – He's been banged up ever since. And and honestly, the year after the championship, he came in in bad shape, I thought. I just wonder, like, if they do get it right, if, if Darvin Ham does fix this thing, right. and they become a juggernaut, yeah. and they challenge the Warriors, who I don't think are going away. No. Yeah. No, and Tracy's right, because they're getting the reinforcements of the young guys only getting better now. I heard a funny take. Uh, this will be the last finals appearance from both teams for a while. No. That's what I said. No uh, chance. Maybe, maybe Boston taking a step backwards. The East is really tough. At the, yeah. I mean, well, the West is tough, too. But I, I just feel like when you've there, – there's a saying in the NBA, is he a 16-game guy? 16 games as in he won 16 games to get the championship. Right. Like, is he capable of being that kind of guy? Right. And the Warriors have a couple of those 16-game guys now. Yeah. I just – I wonder, does Frank Vogel – this is just a thought. Yeah. Does he wind up like Jeff Fisher? You know, he was the guy that couldn't get it right, and then McVay steps in. I don't know. With the same team and makes him a contender. I, I don't know. I wonder what happens. I don't know. Frank Vogel's a good coach. Yeah. I just think that Frank Vogel plays a specific style of basketball, and particularly on defense, and they gave him a bunch of dudes that don't play defense. <laughs> so that's a bad combo. Correct. Okay, yeah. To your uh, original point, yes, all yeah, eyes yeah. on GM. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure Frank Vogel in retrospect is like, hey, what do you think? Defense? Can you think these guys can play defense? And, and in his head, in his head, it was, it was Samuel L. Jackson going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably what happened. So, hey, Radio Tinder's up next. DeMarco's in the house for Cappy today. We're back in two minutes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks, Chris. 
Boy, I don't really remember where I was during the O.J. Simpson Bronco chase. Actually. <laughs> How old were you, Lindsay? Uh, I was in elementary school. Wow. I feel like I remember them like breaking into it during lunchtime. And it was no, very no, exciting. No, no, no. It wasn't lunchtime. It was nighttime because the... Um... Oh, I'm the thinking NBA of the finals. trial. The yeah. NBA finals was on. I'm thinking of the, the trial. Was def- the trial was the verdict was during the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, see, I don't remember because I was too young. So. How old were you in 1994? Uh, eight. Eight years eight? old. Wow. Yeah. Seven. I remember because the Knicks and the Rockets were playing in the NBA finals and they did a split screen on NBC. Oh, yeah. Bob Costas at halftime said, this is what's happening. You're going to get a split screen, and you're going to like it. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And okay. I was watching that, and I was sitting there in my room. We had gone to Burger King. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was having uh, whatever I was eating that night. You guys, you've you been wow. in locker rooms before. Yeah. yeah. In team settings, it's unity, right? Yeah. Win or lose. Yeah. Nothing split our locker room like the OJ trial. Oh, I believe it. I mean, it, I mean, like, it was night and day. Yeah. Like, overnight, we yeah. became enemies. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. That was a dark day in sports. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Linz, what do you got? All right, so again, reiterating that I'm really, really excited about Chris yes, Morales' Chris open. loves to have the energy coming out of his open. So I have tons <laughs> of energy to talk about Pepsi, which Pepsi gives everybody energy. And apparently one man, it gave him too much energy because he's been addicted to it for the past 20 years. Or at least he was. So the man is 41 years old, and he used to down 30 cans of Pepsi a day and has spent over $8,000 a year, roughly $25 a day, drinking it. And the man is from Wales, and he's guzzled an estimated 219,000 cans of Pepsi, which is the equivalent of 7 million sugar cubes, oh my God. since he first started drinking it in his early 20s. But a recent trip to the doctor revealed that he was pre-diabetic. Shocker, you know. Uh, so he decided to live a healthier lifestyle. He started working out, changed his diet, but he could not kick the Pepsi habit. So his wife evoked the help of a hypnotist. Ooh. And guess what? His first session was 40 minutes over Zoom, and he claims that he is now fully recovered from his soda craving wow. just after one session. And he drank water for the first time in almost 20 years. DeMarco, uh, are you a soda drinker? Uh, no, rarely. Me too. Yeah, yeah. rarely. I, I used to. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah, for sure. I would say I stopped drinking soda regularly. I can pinpoint the year. I was doing overnights in, national overnights in radio. It was 2004, I want to say. And... Um, I was like, I got to stop this because I'm getting like jittery. Yeah. But, and so I stopped caffeine, cold turkey. Oh, I couldn't do that. And yeah, and I still don't. I mean, look, ask Laura. She'll know she's been here. Oh, she's not in here right now. Um, but How'd you do. Yeah, I, I well, I I would say I have a cup of coffee five times a year. Maybe. Max. Really? Wow. It's, it's got to be like I did a game. I had a 6 a.m. flight the next day, and I got to come here to try to do the show. Like it's and, necessary. And I'm just completely wiped. Okay. You Good for I mean? you. But yeah, I don't, but I definitely don't drink soda anymore, and I loved Pepsi. Every morning I got to have coffee. Oh. I, how big is this guy from Wales? Um, is, is he is he is he huge? No, he wasn't. He was just like an average. I don't know, maybe like two hundred fifty to three hundred pounds. He guy. spends twenty five bucks a day on Pepsi. Damn. Not Think anymore. About that. Not anymore. He used to. How so, much is a twelve pack of Pepsi? Well, I don't know, five, six bucks, twenty-five dollars a day. Yeah, so he's going through a lot of those. Six a lot pounds. of them. Oh my god! And he's not. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. British pounds, so it's more expensive. Okay, and how? <laughs> let me see his teeth. Oh yeah, his teeth. I mean, they don't care over on the other side of the pond about their teeth, though. I feel Careful like dental with hygiene. That. Well, I feel like that's just like a general thing. They don't. They've they've said that they don't invest in like dental hygiene as much. Well, yeah. he must not have any teeth. You, how many sugar cubes a day? How many? I don't know. It was like twenty-five million in his lifetime. Wow. So, so it leads me to my question. Yes. yes. Uh, do you guys believe that hypnotherapy works? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? So I'm going to swipe left because I don't think it would work on me. Um, but I know a couple of people that they say it's worked on them. But I just, I don't buy it. Maybe if you want to bring in a hypnotist and, and have them do it, feel free. But, like, I don't, it's just, I don't, I don't buy it. I'll swipe right. I'm married. It, it's obvi- it obviously works. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very funny joke, DeMarco. It's funny. All right, what's next? <laughs> oh, man, I believe in hypnotism, by the way. I think it works. And it's going to change my life someday. But anyway, uh, you guys travel a lot. So this mm-hmm. story has people wondering, would you give up overhead bin space if it meant that you'd have more legroom? An aircraft designer has created double-decker-style seating for commercial planes that would do just that. Those sitting on the top level would access their seats using steps. However, there's a few drawbacks. Passengers on the top level would not be able to fully stand up in the seats, and there's no overhead bins to store luggage, so everything would have to be checked. 
Are you guys a fan of this idea? Swipe left or swipe right, DeMarco? I'm intrigued. I'll go swipe right. So if I'm sitting on the top, the double-decker, I'm laying down the entire flight? No, it's still a seat, but they're, like, staggered. Yeah, and you can't really stand up very much. Yeah. That's what I'm so you got to come down like least, you got to like kind of scooch down and then come down some steps yeah. probably. Yeah. It might not be good for someone like you because no. like you're a taller guy. You need a like, bottom floor. Yeah. I thought you can go up there and like lay down and and fly. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'd take a red eye. It's yeah. like a normal sized seat but oh, you then still left. have Swipe, all the yeah. mo- yeah, mobility. Yeah, left on that. No, left. No. There are real double double decker planes that have yeah. like normal like those like crazy jumbo 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 jets that go little bubble on top. Yeah, yeah, the bars up there. But they're very rare these days, but the um, but there are some. But no, it's not not for me. I'm swiping left. Came, As someone who travels too much, we came back from London, one of those, yeah. and we got absolutely hammered in that little bar. On oh, top. I believe it. It was so cool yeah. for like three hours. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's next, Linz? All right, last one here. So during an appearance on the Pat McAfee show today, eleven-time All-Star and current analyst for TNT, Charles Barkley, dished on the live golf tournament and the PGA Tour controversy, and he actually lent his support for players who took the money to join it. He said, quote, I don't judge other people. Listen, if somebody gave me $200 million, I'd kill a relative. <laughs> I'm serious. They're saying Phil Mickelson got 200 Dustin Johnson got $150 million. For $150 million, I'd definitely kill a, re- a relative, even one I like. So, Obviously, he's t- taking things a little far here, but I want to ask you guys, not going to have you swipe left or swipe right, but like, what's the craziest thing that you would do for $200 million that, that would oh, fall in this realm of what Charles Barkley's talking about? There's probably a lot. There's a lot in there. I mean, why don't you just make an offer is like, what I would, would say. Would you, would you kill a relative for $200 million? No, I ain't killing nobody. No. Okay. Yeah. No I, ain't co- I ain't committing no crimes. No murder. Really? No crimes I mean, for, for 200 million, million. million you're well, going to have to well, do something that's, illegal. That's petty theft is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, uh, let's, let's, yeah, murder. murder. I think I'll stop you Draw murder. the line at murder then. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if somebody offered you 200 grand. 200 grand? Or 200 million. million. yeah. To do a radio show yeah. in a different part of the world. Okay. You would say no to that? I mean, no, I would. What part of the world? <laughs> like, what if they asked you to to go to a, do the Saudi live That's tournaments what I mean. and like broadcast those the play by play for them? Let's say you were a golf play by play guy. No, I'm not interested. I'm fine. Really, for two hundred yeah, million, you no. wouldn't do it. Million. They're not going to offer the play by play guy two hundred million. If they did, well, I'm just saying hypothetically, nobody thought they would offer these golfers is this much money, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's I, a hard one, man. No, I, I, I no. Okay. Would you no, do it to I, look, I, what I would say is, if I have a good agent and they're saying, "Hey, the le- the live people want to offer him two hundred million, he would leverage that to get something else. If I have a good agent, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> facts. Yep. Turn down. He'd call NBC mil. and be like, "Yo, the live people want him. Why don't you want him? <laughs> what was that Laker that turned down eighty million bucks? Oh, uh, Dennis <laughs> Schroeder. Yeah. Wow, poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he got a Boston Celtics tattoo. Remember that? <laughs> yes. We talked about that worst, story. Worst, wow. worst idea ever. DeMarco, he only played you, for them for like 10 seconds. Yeah. Do you have any tattoos, DeMarco? I have one tattoo. Is it a Rams tattoo? No, it's not a Rams tattoo. No. Oh, why not? That would why? be like a Super Bowl, the Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay was very like disappointed there. It sounded like I, I saw a guy who got a Ram tattoo when we first moved to St. Louis. Yeah, he got a Ram tattoo and then put an arch over it and got cut like six Ooh. months later. Oh, oh. no, yeah, so, no, no, no! I, I'll never do that. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, you played for them and won a Super Bowl, so that would be I different. St- I would still never do that. Yeah. No, you wouldn't get like the Lombardi Trophy. No, yeah. no. What is your tattoo of? If you, can it's, I, can it's I a Japanese character. It was oh. very. Dumb, nineteen years old. Dude, thought same. I, cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I got one when I was like sixteen, yeah. and then I got one when like two 16. more when I was eighteen. And I wished I, I was actually telling my friend the other day. He took his daughter. She just turned eighteen, and he's a family friend. He took her on her graduation day to get a tattoo. And I called him and I was like, "Tell her, don't do it. Don't do it. They they make tattoos these days that last for like one to two years. Tell her to do that first. Wow. I wish I never got any of my tattoos. I hate them, and I am saving up Aww. money to get rid of them. I love no. mine. I hate them. I don't have any. None? Zero. No. no. Okay. Yeah. No interest. I How mean, close not, were you? Everyone was close Never. Once. Never? Never. Never thought of it. Never. Walking by, there it is. No. No? Look at no. that skin, The closest man. thing Man-cock. is we did with yeah. my daughter. So, in my culture, in the Latino culture, although I'm kind of like, I, you know, this is in my realm. Yeah. Um, is this the people that can dance? No. Yeah, oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes uh, the girls usually get their ears pierced as babies. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep, yep, yep. But- White people don't do that. I didn't know that. 
Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm married to a white woman. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, like... You're expecting the... No, I wasn't expecting anything. Oh, Somebody yeah. in my family asked, and she's like, nah, whatever, whatever, later, whatever. And it's like, okay. Like, so we did it a couple weekends ago. Yeah. We went to a tattoo parlor yeah. in Hermosa Beach because we looked on Google, and they said this guy uh, in Hermosa Beach at this tattoo, tattoo parlor does a great job with kids. Uh, piercing their ears and all that stuff. And it was. It was like, literally, there was a kid, a girl, a little girl in front of us that was like freaking out a little bit as it got closer. She's like, oh my God, oh my God, I want to hold my mom's hand. I want to hold my mom's hand. And the guy's like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. It's like, why? She's like, because I'm getting a little scared. And he's like, are you sure? She's like, yeah. She's like, I already did it. You didn't even notice. Wow. And she's like, really? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. She's like, oh, okay. She, everyone started laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The oh, guy's amazing. terrible. Wow. I, it was so painful, especially like the two my weeks afterwards. My daughter said it didn't hurt. Oh, mine hurt. I remember mine hurting. Yeah. Oh, I was a baby. I don't remember. Yeah. Ish. So, but yeah. so anyway, um, yeah, no, but that's the only time I've been, to, I've been that's inside. One. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One time, never. Because even my, even like I've never even been in one with one of my friends getting one. Now yeah. that I think about it, you know what tripped me out? Like watching Odell Beckham Jr. warm yeah. up. The guy's covered in tats. Yeah. You never know that watching him play, but I'm right. like, there's not an inch of his bot. Well. I'm sure there's some interest somewhere. Yeah, so. Whoa. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't trying to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Radio Tinder, brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Sounds like we've been having Tequila Mandala already. Uh, available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary like I do with Tequila Mandala. All right, coming up next, as a former athlete, DeMarco, I got to ask you, there's a Dodger question that I've been meaning to ask somebody who played professional sports. Okay. Let's dive into that next. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Well, you just answered my question. Yeah. How much Manilow do you know? I mean, this is it. This is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. that, that's the extent of it. So Manilow's birthday and Kendrick Lamar, born yeah. on the same day. You want to talk about polar opposites, huh? That'd be a cool collab, though. It would be. Yeah, you can rock that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. You and I in the break were just talking about something else. Um, about, like, people... Like, I was talking about how... And maybe you guys can relate here, ladies, but... The um, like I have friends in town, people I've known for years. Right. Yeah. And it's like you go. I mean, even pre COVID, like I hadn't seen them in years. And it's like, man, I've, I've been meaning to see this person and I'd love to connect with them again. And it's just like, oh, they live way out there, like in the northern part of the valley. It's like, damn, that's a long ass drive from the South Bay. I get on the 405. I got to go. I get on the 118. I got to go to Lancaster this weekend. Oh, I got to go to Lancaster. That's two and change, yeah, man. My, my cousin's son uh, graduation party, so the whole family is descending on Lancaster. Yeah, it look, that takes I, a minute to get there. Oh man, yeah, that's, like that's the thing. Like Laura, you you've li I mean, I've only lived here like seven years, but you you've lived here all your life. Yes, I have. Like. To me, it's like I got a friend who lives in the valley, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, what Yo. valley? Wait, hold up. There's a few. Like, is it the six to six or the eight one eight? No, San Fernando. San okay, Fernando. okay. And it's um, and I'm just like, I always want to get together with them, but it's like you Yo, gotta look at traffic. That's an hour, easily an hour <laughs> and fifteen minutes from South Bay to get there. Oh like, yeah, I and then it's like. Okay, but then I gotta drive back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like it, oh. hour and fifteen, I'm spending the night. <laughs> I mean, for real. No, yeah. you know, okay, so here's it. It's so funny. I went to my mom's last night after working here, right? right? Night. I live very close to downtown. My parents live in 626, which is West Covina. Yeah. And I never complained about the drive. Because I used to Gabriel do it. Valley, right? Yeah, so I used to do it every day, right? Yeah. Even to my other job. Right, but now. But now when it's like I live here and it's like a five-minute drive, and then I got to drive out there, and it's like a depending on traffic, how long it's going to be. 
I was like, my mom's like, you know, you don't come that often no more. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like the drive, mama. Yeah. I love you, but I mean, you know, I can phone call you the, now. <laughs> literally, for my boys who live in the valley, you might as well live in another state. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's so wild because but it's I ain't true. never going up there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like I'm not saying never. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like you know, like even like. My wife is originally from Northridge, and yeah. it's like when we go up there, like she has plenty of friends up there, and mm -hmm. we go up there, I'm like, yo, this is a trek, man. Mm -hmm. That's a long It's crazy. Yeah, I man. never thought, honestly, because I would hear you guys talk about this before I moved. I was like, y'all tripping, it ain't that bad. Right. Traffic ain't that bad. But blah, blah, now, blah. girl. But now I'm like, damn, I feel this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, far. I got to give it up to I them. I mean, hell, yeah. Lindsay lives on the west side. Just to come to work takes forever, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. yeah, it takes, I mean, depending on the time and day and all that, but it's like the later in the day, the longer you like wait, like 10 minutes can make a half hour oh, difference. But, oh, yeah. and, and my wife works in um in hollywood like and to, like south bay oh, hollywood and south bay on like a, a friday when everybody yeah, yeah. work early it's yeah. just a mission like i'm like True. yo it's cra and gas is crazy oh, she don't have an electric God. car like me oh like, she damn girl we need to get that electric car yeah yeah let her borrow your car when she go to work i mean she does sometimes uh, okay, okay but then sometimes i need to use it yeah because he like my boyfriend lives in anaheim hills and he comes to la i was like oh you, damn you really do love me he does love you <laughs> Because here's the thing, like if I were single, something. if if I, but Michael, I know it's Friday, but damn, because if I were single, yeah, okay, in this town, and you'd be like, and if I, right, like like if I live in the South Bay, and like some girl be like, oh, I live in the Valley. I'd be like, ooh. I want some guarantees. Girl, can we meet halfway? I need some guarantees. Can we meet, like, I don't know, like, in Venice or something? You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't dinner? even, like, I'd Cash be like, no, nope, not even money. interested. Yeah. Deal wow. breaker. For real. Like, wow. relationships out here, like, it's wild like that. You yeah. know what I mean? You got to work hard. That's a long-distance relationship right you know, there. Everyone, it is a long-distance yeah, relationship. Yeah. It's funny because everyone talks about, like, you know, clearly when you, you move here or whatever, it's like, you know, you should live close to where you work unless you mm -hmm. work off hours or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, relationships are the same thing. You better have, like, relationships in the same neighborhood. If not, you're in trouble. <laughs> That's so. true. You ain't lying. Damn. It's crazy, man. It's hard being single. Although easier. I no, no, know? no. Single's fun. <laughs> hard being single because of all those, uh, like, but variables. But also easier. You and I used to have to walk up to people this and is talk true. to them. This is true. And back when we were kids, we'd have to call their house. Right. And parents Ooh. would pick up phones. Right. I remember those days. I ain't that. I mean, <laughs> you know I'm what I mean? was going to say, them. I do remember that yeah, happening. Yeah. Ooh, Greg's here. He wants something. But now you swipe left and swipe right like Radio uh, Tinder. You're I've good. never no, no, done that. I've never, ever done that. Yeah. Never. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, DeMarco, I wanted to ask you. Um, so the Dodgers. Bergman actually brought this up. Bergman can tell the story better. Bergman, I was listening yeah. to you today oh, talking, up, oh. talking up, about the Dodgers. Now it, it, He I looks black from here. He looks black. Okay. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he looks black for me. Well, for me. just made you an honorary <laughs> Hey, I'll take that. <laughs> Never said that to me Keep before. That writing. I like that. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Bergen, I heard you talking about the Dodgers' Not their, amazing. their division streak being snapped. Yeah. And that, that kind of takes the pressure off the regular season, right? Right. Yeah. So last year, I mean, they were they had eight in a row championships or uh, division titles in a row, and so they were like fighting all the way to the end. When it got down to against the Giants, and they were still like a game and a half, two games back, and they were still fighting all the way because they want to keep that streak going. It doesn't matter anymore. They lost it. It's over. It doesn't really matter. So you're saying that the regular season now they can pick and choose their spots, and you know they're like whatever. If we don't win the division, we don't win, and it's not that big a deal because we don't have the streak intact. Right. Exactly. And also, yeah, with six teams going into the postseason, and there's going to be all these different right. the, all the Expanded jumbling. Playoffs, yeah. yeah, like they're going to allow guys to have more off time. So do, do you buy Bueller... that as a, as a strategy? Because I, I actually, when he said it, I hadn't thought about it, and I was like, oh, I, that makes some sense to me. I've heard it before. I, I don't necessarily agree with it because you know when you. Every team, no matter what, sets out to do what first, right? Win the division, yeah, right. So if you're in second place, not going to win in the division, that's going to that's going to it's going to hurt some a little bit. You're right. not where you want it to be, but it's going to increase your hunger. I guess is that what you're saying? Well, no, I mean, like, or, or they, you, are you saying they, they can they'll, relax? They'll take the pedal off, the you, foot you, off the gas. Exactly, they're not really worried Rest about guys it. more. Oh no, yes, Bueller's going to get more time off. Uh, Kershaw's going to have another stint at some point. They'll give Consolin some time off. They'll give Muncie some time. Mookie's going to all of a sudden they'll be rest guys a little more bit. Over why would 162? You, why would you stop chasing the division? 
because there's six teams that make it into the into the the, the playoffs. I'm with you, Marco. I don't get it. No, 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 no. no. He's saying it. if there's a situation where they fight, like last year, where they were like several games back, and then they were fighting to get within a game or whatever, and it never actually materialized. He's saying instead of trying to like throw everyone out there to try to win the division to keep the streak alive, that there's no longer that pressure to keep that streak alive. So you can just say, all right, you know what? We're four or five out. We'll just rest some guys and be ready for when it matters. And look what happened. You had your arms died. Scherzer's their arm arms died. Their arms did die. Bueller's arm died. Urias's arm died. So now, like, you kind of give them more... Because but, it all matters getting into the playoffs now. But I don't think that they care that much about the streak. Like, what does a guy on the um, team this year care so much about what the team did two years ago? I don't think that they care that much about a streak. Well, but I, well they're I all the same guys. That were there the I, last, most yeah. of them were the same well, guys. Yeah. Still, but like I, I don't know. I feel like well, who cares about the streak? I don't think they care about that that much. I could be when wrong. you're in the middle of the streak, it's a little bit different than when you're kind of not in anymore. And that's kind of my point. Is I that think they you're don't, thinking of it from a fan point of view. I mean, no, I buy it. I buy it. I mean, at least I did. You know, I don't. I, I heard it. I'm like, damn, yeah, Greg yeah. made a good point. A little bit. A little bit. Every once in a while, first he calls me. I get a, I get a black card. You say I got to make a good point. You know, I'm just, no, no. I'm good, just saying a good I'm, segment I'm, for me. I'm putting myself in that situation, and we went. Which he, from is, he is a former pro athlete, so I would for a I division, would, yeah. and then yeah. being told that we're out of the division race did not tell us to take the foot off the gas. There was that. Yeah. In fact, there was more pressure because yeah. now well, we. Well, I think football's. A, I mean, football's well, a just, football's just very competing. Different. I mean, right. you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. you want to win a, a championship. Yeah. I mean, and, and a division title. And I've never been told that because. We're out of the race. Let's take our foot off the gas. If anything, it was the opposite way. I think my my main point is some more so that they're going to allow guys to rest more often, and they're not going to push as hard because more teams get in, now and that, they're going to get in. That makes sense if we're out of it and we want to rest certain guys. But out of the, the division races, they're not going to be out of the division. Make the playoffs. We're right. still trying to win, but right. we're going to be smart about it at the same Selective. time. Selective. Yeah, is that what you're saying? I'm saying that they're focusing on the postseason more than the division. Okay, that's smart. Right. Yeah. I, I, Okay, Especially that makes the, sense. Because of the expanded playoffs now. That makes yes. sense. Yeah. yeah. you got to be smart, too. Yeah. Bergman, um, so yes, we were sir. just, I don't know if you heard us earlier, we were just talking Thanks, about. Thanks, brother. <laughs> 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 we were just talking about um, dating in this town. Yeah. That's uh, why I walked in here. Do, do you do you feel like, as a single guy, that if, like, because you live in, like, the valley-ish adjacent area. Uh, it's, it's the valley. It's Valley Village, yeah, North Hollywood. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, North Hollywood. That's fair. It's valley. So, like if 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 you met a girl who was like, yo, I live down in in like Anaheim Hills, like you know, Tebow does. How's Anaheim that Hills. gonna work? Okay, first of all, gas is seven dollars a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> I am not driving to Anaheim Hills and back. No, I want no guarantees. chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Massive guarantees. Yeah, no, major, major guarantees. But no, it's hard. Like even the, the, the last girl I was dating, I lived 30 minutes away from. And that was when gas prices were, you know, kind of where they used to be at. There's, I wouldn't do that now. Uh, right now. It's, so you're it's, saying if she ain't from the valley, you ain't dating her. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I already got to drive to and from work. That's as far as I go. So she can live downtown, yeah. though. Right, yeah. You can stay downtown. That's totally she fine. She downtown in the valley, you good. Wow. Oh, yeah. No, look, look. On, on Bumble. like some rich lady from, like, the South Bay, like some rich girl. Or I mean, is she paying for my gas, she too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Like, on, on Bumble, you can set, like, a, a, a the distance, right? Right. And, then it, and there's uh-huh. a button that says deal breaker. Zero to five miles. Deal breaker. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. There you go. So Bergman is confirmed. Wow. The struggle is real out there. That's Very. hilarious. Okay. Let them drive to you. Hey, real quick. Coming up next, Mark Spears, our pal, uh, who's been embedded with the Warriors. They just won their championship. Yes, sir. He did a great story on our pal Michael's son, Clay. Uh, that's on Anscape.com. Uh, right now, you can, it's on the ESPN.com website as well. So we'll talk to Mark about the Warriors and all the cool stories from last night and just kind of get his thoughts. You know, it's interesting. I don't think people are, are are talking enough about, you know, we've talked a lot about Steph and just kind of where he ranks. But there's some real interesting, like, I don't know if you believe in numerology. I know we were talking about astrology earlier. There's some real interesting stuff that has happened in Steph's fourth championship that happened in Kobe's fourth championship. Really? Uh, we'll get to some of that on the other side. Mark Spears is going to join us in a second.